You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Feel like who art Ed? Who art Ed? Mr. Wood art Ed me. Either way, it's ambiguous. It works on so many levels. I know. That's off to a great start. Welcome to Who Arted Weekly Art History for All Ages. I'm your host, Kyle Wood. Today we're looking at Diego Rivera. Now, I've actually already made another episode about Rivera and his City of Industry mural in Detroit, but today. I wanted to do an updated one on him and another of his murals. Dream of a Sunday afternoon in Alameda Central Park. Because that's one of the required works on the AP art history list. And this season, I'm focusing on those works to try to help all the American high school students trying to learn about 250 different artworks in the hopes of earning some college credit this spring. Today, Diego Rivera is less of a household name than his wife, Frida Kahlo, but in the early 20th century, he was the more established artist. As I was researching for this episode, I came across an article that was basically just saying how cute it was that the great artist's wife also liked to paint. It took Frida Kahlo a while to get her due, but if you want to learn more about her, I'll put a link in the show notes to my episode on her work. Rivera was born December 8, 1886, in Guadajanto, Mexico. He and his twin brother were born to a wealthy family. But sadly, when Diego was just two years old, his twin brother passed away. As a three-year-old, he was caught drawing on the walls. But instead of getting angry, his parents chose to encourage his creativity by hanging canvas and chalkboards on the walls. He would go through a lot of canvas in his life. But ultimately, I suppose it was his work directly on the walls that he would be remembered for. When he was 10 years old, Diego Rivera earned a scholarship to study art in Mexico City. After completing his studies at the Academy of San Carlos in Mexico City, he went to Europe to paint and continued developing artistically. He became friends with Modigliani, he was influenced by artists like Cezanne, and he embraced Cubism, although he came to despise Picasso, who he said ripped him off. In fairness to Picasso, he painted over the bit that Diego Rivera claimed was copied. In fairness to Rivera, a number of artists were said to cover their works when Picasso came to visit their studios. Ultimately, the most impactful experience of Rivera's European study had to be his time in Italy, where he saw numerous Renaissance frescoes. For those of you who are unfamiliar with the term, a fresco is a wall painting, but it's applied to wet plaster. 
Basically, an artist would start the day by applying a bit of plaster, and then they would paint into that. The pigment would then soak into the plaster, so it became a part of the wall rather than just a top coat sitting on the surface. The technique is very labor-intensive, but the hard work pays off as a properly constructed fresco will hold up for a very long time. If it's protected from the elements like water damage, a fresco can last indefinitely. And that's because as the plaster sets, the pigments are drawn down under the surface and a very thin coat of a calcium carbonate rises up to the top, which protects those pigments with a very strong bond that won't yellow over time the way that some varnishes and other protective coatings might. Now, in 1921, Rivera returned to Mexico, and he joined the government-sponsored Mexican murals program. Rivera became one of the most prominent Mexican muralists, along with Orozco and Sigueros. The idea of the murals project was to unify the country after the Mexican Revolution. The murals gave artists an outlet to express their political beliefs, and the idea was to portray the ideals of the revolution and lift up the people. There was a great emphasis on the pride in the cultural heritage and the indigenous people of Mexico, as well as the workers who built the nation. In Dream of a Sunday Afternoon in Alameda Park, Mexico's rich and complex history comes to life. It's a slightly surreal and thought-provoking composition. This massive mural, set in Mexico City's largest park, invites viewers to take a stroll through four centuries of Mexican history. Hundreds of characters from different eras mingle in a dreamlike atmosphere. The first thing that draws me into this picture is the color. The vibrant and lively scene is filled with colorful balloons, impeccably dressed visitors, and diverse vendors showcasing their wares. But beneath the surface of beauty, a darker side reveals itself. Amidst the joyous atmosphere, there's a confrontation between an indigenous family and a police officer, depicting the ongoing struggles faced by marginalized communities. In another haunting image, a man shoots into the face of someone being trampled by a horse, symbolizing the violence and turmoil that marked Mexico's history. And just in case all of that was too subtle, in the midst of the chaos, a sinister skeleton known as La Catrina smiles knowingly at the viewer, hinting at the fragility of life. While Rivera did not officially join the Surrealist movement, his approach to this mural reflects the spirit of Surrealism. Surrealists like Salvador Dali explored the realm of dreams as a means of artistic expression. Dreams, being deeply personal and often strange, allowed artists to combine seemingly unrelated elements and create unexpected juxtapositions. In Dream of a Sunday Afternoon on Alameda Central Park, Rivera employs his technique of bringing together historical figures such as Herman Cortez, Sor Juana, and Porfirio Diaz, who represent different periods and influences in Mexican history. Now, one central character in the mural is La Catrina, a skeleton figure that originally emerged in the work of the printmaker Jose Guadalupe Posada. 
Posada used La Catrina to critique the Mexican elite, portraying her as a skeleton adorned by an elaborate boa reminiscent of the Mesoamerican serpent god Quetzalcoatl. Rivera includes Posada's portrayal of La Catrina to emphasize the connection between the artists and their shared critique of social inequalities. Another figure in the mural is the renowned painter Frida Kahlo, who stands behind a young version of her husband, Rivera himself. Kahlo's presence in the mural signifies her important role in Mexican art and culture. She also holds a yin and yang object in her hand, representing the interdependent forces of femininity and masculinity, as well as the complex and ever-evolving relationship between Rivera and Kahlo. As we read the mural from left to right, a chronological narrative unfolds. The left side portrays the conquest and colonization of Mexico, depicting the nightmares of religious intolerance and oppression faced by the indigenous peoples. Moving towards the center, the focus shifts to the fight for independence and the Mexican Revolution. And finally, the right side of the mural showcases modern achievements, where the ideals of land and liberty become tangible reality. In this remarkable mural, Diego Rivera weaves together the dreams, nightmares, and untold histories of Mexico, inviting viewers to reflect on the complexities of the nation's past and present. This concludes this week's episode of Who Arted, part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. If you found this tolerable, please leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast app. You can find images of the work being discussed this week and every week on social media at Who Arted Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And of course, on the website, whoartedpodcast.com. Podcast done. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Sleep Cove podcast can help you. Hi, I'm Christopher Fitton, the voice and clinical hypnotherapist behind Sleep Cove. Sleep Cove features sleep hypnosis, meditations and bedtime stories, all designed to help those of you who struggle at night to achieve a restful and peaceful night's sleep. Search for Sleep Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see why Sleep Cove helps millions of people sleep deeply all night long.